0: For the Welsh people, there was sort of something like one or two million Welsh people living in Wales, and there were about another three, four million around the world singing about it. So we're delighted to welcome to the show somebody that is around the world uh, and hopefully singing about it, as you'll hear a very good voice. And it's a big warm welcome to Sean Leslie, who is, well, a a business lady living in Madeira, um, in Fuchal in Madeira, the island, uh, Portuguese island in the Atlantic. Um, she is an entertainer, a producer, a choreographer, and has had, I think, a very varied and rich career so far. But um, Sean, welcome to the show. Just, I bet you should start off by telling us what's what's the weather like in Madeira today.
1: Oh, I don't want to say that because normally we have lots and lots and lots of sunshine. Hello, everybody. But today it is miserable. <laughs> We've got. Rain, and um, yes, yesterday it was sunny, and then it got rainy, and now I think the sun is trying to come out, it probably will. You know it's a tropical island, we have bananas all the time, so um, this can change four or five times in one day, but uh, it's not very often, but it's good to have it, because of course all the plants, the flowers, the fruit, the veg, need the rain, so (laughs) so, uh, we need a little bit of rain sometimes.
0: Very much well, you had it the other way around. we had an awful day yesterday, and it's much better and brighter here, but I know what you're saying about the um, the weather having lived in the Canary Islands in Tenerife for three years and you could you know in one day you could have all four seasons really, which it was <laughs> made life very very interesting so what it's took
1: you a lot prettier.
0: <laughs> what took you to uh, Madeira and how long have you been there
1: so I first came in nineteen seventy nine because I had my own group um the Charn-les-y Dancers, and we were touring the casinos in Portugal because there's quite a few. There's three in the north, three in the south, one in Lisbon. And this one opened, I think it opened in 78. And um, they asked me if I'd like to do one month's contract in 79. So I came over. My dancers weren't too keen. It wasn't exactly party land for them at that time. Um, but. You know, the weather was good, they enjoyed it. Um, but it was only a month's contract. And then I think I came back in 80 for uh, March, and then again in November, and 81. And I started speaking to the artistic director and he was uh, a bit upset with the quality of singers and dancers he was getting at the casino. Um, he was really pleased with my work. And I said to him, well, if you want to do a six month contract, we can do that and I can change the show every month. So he said, oh, that would be great. And I said, so I said, well, okay, we'll do that. But um, I'm not doing it through the agent because I got the job, mm. the agent didn't. He said, oh, but then I won't get any. I said, no, no, you'll be fine. There's plenty more agents and uh, it's a bit cheeky, but I got it for the six months. Uh, but the six months ended up being 26 years.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. My goodness, I mean, a lot well, was- of, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, a lot has happened in that time. So let's go back to the beginnings then. So you were born in Cardiff and you still have um, your, well, your family there and a, a, a lovely Welsh accent still, right? For I'm sure yeah. listeners will pick up. It, yes. <laughs> so from Cardiff, tell us, because I think um, you've had a time as a Las Vegas showgirl, all sorts of exotic and glamorous things. So, you know, just give us oh, a okay. spot of history.
1: I was in a convent in Cardiff, I think it was the only private school near my parents at the time, Our Lady's Convent. And from then, I went to a stage school in London. And um, sorry, the phone is going. It's not very. Yeah, put that on silent. Well, viewers, everybody phones go even on TV. Um, so anyway, yes, I went to stage school in London. And excuse me. One second. Am I? Am I?
0: Yeah, so you were in the convent um, and... I was
1: in the convent and then um, my sister told my parents I wasn't studying because I was just wanting to sing, dance, go to dance classes and my studies were going down. So uh, my sister convinced my parents to take, um, to send me to stage school in London. And uh, my father was quite a successful businessman in South Wales, so they could afford to do this, which was great for me. And off I went to a great stage school, actually, because we did everything. Have, you know, every form of dance, drama, music, singing and studied in the morning, of course, to do your O-levels, etc. So did that until I was 18. They told us to do auditions in London when we, were, we became schoolgirls and then we became students. So after being a schoolgirl, I became a student and then we had to go to London to auditions. And actually my first audition was for the Moulin Rouge. And uh, every time I went back to Wales on holidays, uh, did, I never knew what to do with myself. So I ended up doing a modeling course when I was about 14. And I really enjoyed that. So I think I walked into the room fairly the right way. And she liked me and I didn't really do her very much. I presented my um, details, of course, with, um, um what what, all my diplomas that I, I got because you do take an awful lot of exams and diplomas and um so I did a lot of diplomas and showed them all and I got the job so uh but my parents were on holiday in the Canary Islands and so when they came back, my, said, they said to my older sister, how's Sean at school? They said, oh, she's not at school. She's in the Moulin Rouge. So that was quite amusing. And they said, what? My father was more upset that he would paid a whole term of school and I'd left. But um, that's a businessman for you. But uh, they were very delighted. So Mummy came to Paris to see me, and I stayed there for about a year, then went back to Wales. And then I joined the Bluebells um, Paris and went to Las Vegas with Madame Bluebell.
0: Amazing, and how long were you in Las Vegas for?
1: Nearly four years. After that, I I couldn't cope. I missed uh, missed reality. Uh, I really, I I met all of wonderful people. I saw the best acts in the world. I was privileged enough to meet a lot of them and uh, learned a lot because I always wanted to sing. And um, it was just great in many aspects, made a lot of lifelong friends. But it was in the, seventh. that was 72 to 76, It was actually um, very quite small at the time, you know, Vegas. There wasn't much. And now that became one of the fastest growing cities in America. Now it's massive. Mm. I mean it was still the street with all the massive hotels, but actually there's more businesses and housing, et cetera, there at the moment. So uh, yeah, so I left there, came back to Paris. And I took a group to, I took a group, I was the head girl for Miss Bluebell, to take a group to Estoril in um, Lisbon. Uh, My parents were a little concerned because this was 1975. Yes, the end of 75. And she said, oh, you can't go there. There's a war or revolution or something going on. Uh, But I spoke to Miss Bluebell and she said, no, it was in 74 and it was very calm and it's all okay. But there wasn't very many tourists. So it was quite special for us. We've sort of had the place to ourselves. We had a great time. You can imagine, lots yeah. of
0: fun. <laughs> well, I guess but
1: um, I fell in love with Portugal. I did fall in love with Portugal. Well, I felt Lisbon was a very poor Paris at the time, but very charming. A lot of just it, it was a lot of culture in many ways. It was beautiful. I loved it. I fell in love generally with Portugal.
0: Yeah, I can identify with that having had a similar falling in love with Spain. But I have to say, Lisbon is a wonderful city on the river there. And the the Mediterranean uh, warmth and hospitality of the people. But but just before we we move on, I'm sure listeners will be, like me, very curious to know, in that time in Las Vegas then, did you meet Tom Jones himself then?
1: Yes. (laughs) I went backstage after his show. I went to the dressing room, and uh, there were a lot of Welsh boys there, actually, three or four of his best mates. Had a good laugh with them, said hello to Tom, but he was kind of leaving to go on stage, but we waved and had a picture and things like that. Yeah, it was fine. He was very young then, of course, 75, as we all were.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Wow. Well, I mean, I'm sure you got loads of stories. Sadly, we don't have time for them, and maybe not all of them might be suitable for being on to... air. <laughs> oh,
1: they're okay, believe me. I was too busy working.
0: <laughs> Brilliant, indeed. We work
1: quite hard. We worked six nights a week, two shows a night, three on a Saturday. Really? You only get one day off. And when I took my groups around Portugal, sometimes we worked seven days a week. Goodness so, yeah.
0: Well, what a what a wonderful um, experience to go through. So now you're, you you ended up in um, in Madeira in Port in, in Portugal, in the island. So you know there you've got with your partner then a a business, a restaurant. Are oh, a-
1: I, had, I going back to partners. I had a Portuguese partner for ten years and a German partner for ten years, and Michael and I've been together about sixteen or so, and um, my parents moved here in 1985. They emigrated, they, they came here in 85. So that was nice for me because i never really saw my parents very much. And so they came here and they bought a quite a large house up in Mont, beautiful place. And so they'd come down to the casinos, casino and see me on the weekends. So that was very nice. Mm. And then I had a place in Caniso, which is near Fonshall where my German partner had a small hotel then I bought a complex which I still have. Um, that was sort of the business side a bit more for my later life. And uh, then came to Funchal to live. Um, when we left the casino in 2008, I was going to um, start again in Portugal, but then Michael, my Irish partner, we were gonna open a place here, but we only actually opened it in 2012. Um, kept myself busy in the meantime. I do carnival every year, which is good fun. Um, They do amazing carnival here. The costumes, the groups, it's quite big. It's very big actually. And over 1,500 people in the carnival and beautiful costumes. And We haven't had it unfortunately for two years due to COVID. Mm. So hopefully next year. I was hoping this year, but no. And um, yes, and then now the Ritz, but I only do Saturday nights, just one show on a Saturday night. I still have four of my dancers who work for me in the casino. And we're a bit of an old group, but they do very well. And a lot of the people who come on a Saturday night, I've bought timeshare here for like 30 years and some of them have been coming to see me for 30 years. So that's very endearing and I'm part of the holiday.
0: (laughs) Wonderful indeed. So this is at the Ritz Cafe in Funchal, which is the capital city of Madeira. Um, Do you have a a website that uh, people can have a look at, Sean, And if they're planning, if they're anywhere near that they can pop in? Yes, it's www.theritzmadeira.com. www.theritzmadeira.com. Well, there we go, everybody. I don't know if you're planning a cruise or you want to sort of take a weekend out, but it sounds like a fun place to go to. So it's a restaurant, cafe, and Saturday nights, Sean is entertaining. Um, do you have others, do you have your dancers with you on the Saturday night as well?
1: Yes, they're with me. We do about an hour long show. It starts with, um, we, I, I change. I try to change every year. This show has been longer than one year because we actually didn't get to perform it for a year due to COVID because we shut for six months, open again, shut again. So, um, sort of open with uh, Copacabana and then I do um, something from Burlesque, Welcome to Burlesque and we go into Chicago with all that jazz. Um, I do Cabaret, I do a lot of Shirley Bassey. A big tribute to ABBA at the end. Um, A a big disco medley in the middle. I keep them happy at the moment. I'm not doing any ballads. Because when I got back after COVID, someone asked me to sing Somewhere Over Rainbow, which I did, and I had four people crying in the front, and I couldn't cope with that. Everyone was very tender and and quite emotional. So I thought, you know what? I need to keep this up-tempo. And as soon as we got back into it, when they eventually came here it was like they'd all been let out of jail and they were all standing up and dancing it was really fantastic and you know you give but you get back so much it's great
0: yeah no brilliant um what a lovely story now um you are good friends I believe with one of the show's b- most regular listeners and biggest fans and, and you know the, I'd never get to the end of the show on a Tuesday night without an email from Connie Connie oh, Penn so
1: lovely.
0: you've known She's Connie lovely. for some time have you
1: Yes, I did. I her when I was with my ex-partner, the German partner, Armin, that she introduced. Um, well, she met him on a plane, I think. They met, and then she went to their, the hotel. And we, I think, Armin and I helped her with a second property she was buying, or the first one. I don't remember. It was it was a good twenty, must be at least twenty-three years ago. Yeah, twenty at least.
0: Fantastic. Well, I won't. Yeah. Sh-
1: we have a good time, and we have very short lunches when. She comes
0: out. Yes, last I, lasted twelve. Hours. Yeah, <laughs> I saw. I, I did get uh, notice of that. You started at one o'clock, and eleven hours or twelve hours later, yeah. the lunch ended. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, spare <laughs> we'll we'll spare Connie's blushes. We'll we'll spare Connie.
1: Oh, it's so funny, Adrian, because I lose. My, I, I'm hopeless. I'm Bambi. Do you know what I mean? My legs don't hold me up after so much, and I'm not that big, so as in weight-wise. So i have just weakling. So about after seven o'clock, I don't remember anything. But we did have a good time. They told me <laughs> the next day.
0: <laughs> now that's that's brilliant. But you know, you must be very fit with all that you've done uh, all through your life, really fitness yes. and well-being is clearly a big part right and you know you you look looking wonderful very glamorous so what's the secret john
1: <coughs> totally what you put inside you mostly what you eat is what you are i mm. do intermittent fasting so if i um eat at eight o'clock at night then i will only eat the next day at 12 or one it's quite easy it's one of the best things Finally, finally, the world woke up to the fact that we really need to give our bodies a rest from food, and they need to, all our organs need to actually repair a little bit. Um, and so, I've done that and feel great from it. Uh, try to cut down as much sugar as possible because it's in everything we eat. Mm. Um, eat healthy, always exercise, and always look after my skin. Um, that's, I think, it. But exercise, yes, exercise every day at least 20 minutes. and try to walk my 10,000 steps. Um, and, uh, I, you know, it's, I get this from my clients, bless them. They're so sweet because this year I'm 70, so it's the big 7-0. And uh, I'm looking forward to June, my birthday, because I have a lot of my ex-dancers coming to see me from along England, Canada, Paris. So I'm very happy about that.
0: Fantastic, indeed. Well, no, that's it is remarkable. And I do encourage listeners to have a look. Um, I, you've sent me some material about you and your career. You know, and and as I say, very glamorous. So there we go. We've been hearing how to keep fit and healthy and um, slim uh, all the way there's through. No, there's
1: no easy way out of this, but but you know what? Once you do it, the the, the reward is fantastic. You feel so much better, and, and you know we all get ailments as we get older. Everybody's blood pressure. Blood pressure goes up, cholesterol goes up, et cetera, et cetera, and heart. And check everything out and keep you, you know, respect your body. Listen to it. Check it out. Don't ignore things. Yeah. (coughs) Excuse me. I'm coughing today.
0: Well, we've already heard you uh, just before um, singing Somewhere. We're going to hear you in a minute singing Evergreen and uh, that uh, wonderful voice. But... um, it's St. David's Day when the show goes out. Any messages for my listeners, who of course are not in Wales, they're in Northamptonshire? But have you got any messages, Sean?
1: <laughs> Sorry, I've got a tickle in my throat. Um, they're always, it's, it's always very endearing to go back, and I feel that the Welsh people, as the Madeirans, that's the one thing I liked about the Madeirans, they're extremely friendly. And I always thought that the Celts, the Irish, the Scottish, and the Welsh, no disrespect, Adrian, but we're kind of a bit more friendly. <laughs> Not <laughs> nowadays, I think the English have caught on a bit. <laughs> but no, I think you'll always get a smile out of the Welsh and easy going. And you know, I've been in this business and um, I found in Vegas one important thing was that the bigger the star I met, the more humble they were. And we have to remember that we're doing a job that we expect people to clap. And, um, nobody claps the doctors in hospitals when they save lives so our job sometimes creates people to be a little bit mm, up themselves if if you know what i mean yes. and i think it's important to be really down to earth and i think i can thank my welsh roots for that very much
0: well wow. fantastic
1: really thing i think that's what i like about my welsh roots if there's anything i can think of that's mm-hmm. everyone's lovely you know and the whole world has lovely people but that's what I think uh, is the answer to your question.
0: Brilliant. Thank you. Oh, love it. What a great advert for Wales. We won't, this was recorded on the Friday before England play Wales. So um, we don't know whether we'll be singing from the rooftops all week or whether we'll be a bit gloomy. But anyway, it's been very uplifting talking to you, Sean. Las Vegas showgirl now in Madeira um, doing some wonderful things. Do have a look and just appreciate again Sean's lovely voice as she sings for us. Uh, evergreen but Sean, thank you ever so much for coming on the show taking the time uh-huh. in your busy schedule and I'm sure you'll have some people whether from Wales or from Northamptonshire popping in to see you a few more fans I'm sure very soon thank you so much okay. keep safe
1: thank you very much and everybody stay safe okay
0: thank you for listening I hope you enjoyed that interview there are plenty more here on the podcast platform and of course you can always listen on uh, live on Tuesday evenings from 7 to 9 p.m on Live Radio 106.9 fm or digitally via nliveradio.com. Um, if you'd like to know more about the radio station, please do look at nliveradio.com. And um, we're always looking for support from the community and further afield. So if you'd like to support us, please go to nliveradio.com support us. So until next time, thank you very much again for listening.